Today we talk sense of self and self-identity. Oh, and Sting, as we chat to Damo on Benny Asking People Questions. Next guest is a Melbourne artist who has slowly been chipping away at the children's music scene for several years now on a gentle but constant trajectory of onwards and upwards. His debut and currently only release is a beautiful nod to his musical past in a way that celebrates how simple yet how complex children's music can be keeping nothing back from his arrangements yet keeping none of his childlike sensibilities at bay. This is a performer who loves what he does and it is told, sold and shared through the music he creates. Listeners, I would like to introduce you today to Damo or Searchable under Damo Music for Kids. Um, hi, Damo, all the way from Melbourne. Thanks for chatting with me today. Hi, Benny. What a great introduction. You know, I think I don't need to say anything else now. I could just, <laughs> we can just finish the podcast right yeah, there. Exactly. Thanks for your time. And, uh, yeah, I'll be sure to get this out to everyone as soon as I can. Um, hey, mate, straight, straight off the bat, um, yeah. straight out of the gate, this, this is a pretty big album. It's, it's very large. It's got a large scope to it. There's a lot, of, there's a lot going on in the background. And I, and I really yeah. feel it is quite a nod to your history of music um largely due yeah. to the sound the quality of the musicians i mean they're, they're so good so can you yeah. just i mean for those people out there that don't know you of which i'm one what's your what is your musical history briefly uh it's fairly eclectic to be honest um my uh my family uh we're, we're an irish welsh family and um and so uh whenever there were car trips uh there would usually be a pretty good mix of uh of Irish music on in the car, as well um, as well as the Beatles. The Beatles are always on in my house, um, and also my dad loved jazz, uh, so he would always play his Oscar Peterson uh, mm-hmm. r- records or Thelonious Monk. Um, but uh, yeah, and, you know, and then I've got older siblings, and so you know, being a child of the eighties, I grew up with all the great Aussie pub rock as well, which is really good. So um, you know, and I think if you look hard enough, uh, you can find pretty much all those elements on the album. Well, I, I'm kind of really glad you said that, but in summary, in some respects, I sort of wish you hadn't because you've just eliminated about fifty percent of my questions. Um, <laughs> but but weirdly, I'm also deeply, desperately proud of myself because I, I picked a lot of those influences influences in there actually right. so I'm, I'm right. glad I'm on the I'm on the right right path um no, you, you can definitely hear your history in there so at what point did you actually you know pick up your first guitar and 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 sit around drunkenly with the family and sing an Irish <laughs> <laughs> an Irish folk song when did that when did that start off well, um, it's it's funny. The, uh, the 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 Irish music is so ingrained in us that we we start singing Irish music before we even realise we're singing Irish songs. Um, and um, and uh, I think I think for me, music was always in my house. There was always records on. Some of my earliest memories were um, as a yeah as a preschooler and. Uh, just before doing the grocery shopping with my mum, she would either have the Beatles on the on the turntable, or it would be the Irish Rovers or the Dubliners, um, and uh, and so the, I was surrounded by music. My brother is a musician; uh, he's a guitar player and a songwriter, and um, so there's always instruments around my house. And one day, um, I decided to pick up the guitar, and I couldn't play any guitar chords. And um, my brother gave me a CD, and it was the greatest hits of the police. 
Oh, and, uh, yeah, I couldn't play any chords, so I just picked out all the Sting's bass lines, which is how I effectively just became a bass player by accident. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and it went on from there. He showed me a few chords, and um, and that was it. You know, then I became a teenager and just started playing in bands. And here I am today. Well, I splash over here, I splash over there, and then I splash around. When it's raining, I put my gum boots on, and then I splash around. When it's raining, I put my raincoat on, and then I splash around. When it's raining, I put my raincoat on, and then I splash around. Well, I splash over here, I splash over there, and then I splash around when it's raining. And, and how did the transition go from doing all of that into children's music? Uh, so for the past uh, probably about 20 years, I've played in pubs, just a pub singer, playing covers, playing, uh, doing sex work for other friends with singer-songwriters. Um, and I've just always had a just always had an inkling to, to work with children. And, and, like I just had a really uh, a real empathy for kids, and uh, you know a, a really a real passion, just basically for for creating a safe space for kids and uh, engaging with kids. Um, and uh, my brother was working in a fitness program uh, with kids, and he needed some songs written. So I said, "Well, I can do that for you." So I had a go at writing some kids' songs, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and it was really fun. And I thought, "Wow, this is really cool. Maybe I can give this a go." So, did you, have you been playing live as a children's performer? Because because you're live, you're you very similarly to me. You're not. You don't necessarily just do preschool shows. You do festivals. It's kind of a bit what whatever comes your way, you're happy to play at. Is that kind of the vibe for what Damo does? Yeah, basically. Um, you know. I, yeah, incursions. Uh, yeah, some of the some of the festivals, the local council festivals. Um, I'm, I also run a couple of play groups around Melbourne as well, which is really nice. I do that on a regular basis, and um, they're really lovely in terms of um, community engagement and um, and also, and also kind of increasing your audience when you know when when you know friends tell friends about this play group with this guy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And 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 do they, so because you you've been I, I feel like you were doing that for for a few years before you actually released Find Your Feet, is that fair yeah. to say? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have been running uh, the one one play group I'm running is uh, in Flemington uh, here in Melbourne, and I've been, I've been doing that for about five years. And um, just over that time, just kind of collecting songs and you know songs I've written like during play groups, that, you know, for the kids. Um, and uh, eventually I looked at my song list and I realised I, I, I had about 15 or so original kid songs. And I thought, well, you know, why don't I just head to a studio and um, put them down and see what comes out? Yeah, yeah, great. Well, then that leads us beautifully into the album Find Your Feet. Now, I love a segue. Yes, it's a, it was a pretty and, – and you provided that segue, so that was – that's amazing. Less, less, less work for me. So this is this is working really well between you We're and the – together. Yeah, I know, between you and the introduction. This, this should be, this should be uh, pretty easy to, to knock over. Yeah. Shake that, shake it, shake it. Shake it all day long. Yeah, now shake that, shake it, shake it. Shake it all day long. Shake that, shake it, shake it all day long. Shake that, shake it, shake it. Shake it all day long. Yeah, now shake that, shake it, shake it. Shake it all day long. Shake that, shake it, shake it all day long. Now shake Shake Come on now, shake it. Shake, 
Shake that, shake it, shake it all day long. Shake that shake so, because the thing about Find Your Feet, I want to just, just purely starting with the title, because the, the Find Your Feet is a suggestion of dancing and moving and getting up and getting about. Yet for me, I didn't, after listening to the album, I, I felt it was less about that and it's more about individuality, yeah? It's about finding your absolutely. feet in terms of finding out who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, this, some of the this, important songs on the album, like you know, everybody's different. Mm. Uh, Find your feet, another one. Um, uh, it's okay to be yourself is a really popular yeah. song, uh, yeah. which is really lovely. Um, and uh, the title, Find Your Feet, yeah, it, you know, I had a friend when I when I shared the album cover on social media, a lot of my friends went, oh yeah, I see what's going on here. Um, one person commented, um, you know, I can see the layers in the uh, the title of this album because mm. uh, yeah, it, it is, you know, it's a it's a fun title, Find Your Feet, about you know finding your feet to dance, but um, it's all it's also to be honest, it's actually about myself as. Um, as you know, as an artist, as a songwriter, as a performer, and as a person, you know, um, people ask me how my kids' music is going, and, and I, I really enjoy saying, you know what, I, I've really found my thing, yeah. and um, putting out this album uh, is really myself um, finding my feet, which is really lovely. Ha, ha, okay, well then, has it has it been as cathartic as you planned, or has it been more cathartic than you could have ever imagined? Uh, it's probably it's probably more cathartic than I've I have planned. Um, you know, uh, the, the title "Find Your Feet." I mean, it's a song I, I wrote, but it, it quickly became well. This is obviously what the album's about, mm. and um, and it's it's you know, uh, it's been a lovely place marker in my timeline in my life at the moment in terms of um, becoming a dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, working more with kids, and like some of these songs I wrote with my own boys, um, and so uh, and and it's funny. It, it, I think the catharsis is ongoing in terms of how people uh, respond to the songs as well. You know, um, and uh, if someone responds to a song in a certain way and comes to tell me about it, I think, wow, gee, you know, I hadn't even realised that about that song. But um, you know, yeah, it's right. really lovely. It makes a lot of sense. Are you get Are you getting kids picking up on the on that? Um, that gesture of being yourself. Like, I mean, are, the, are you finding children? Because I guess, yeah. I mean, my next question is: you, you, you've got you've got these songs, like you had already mentioned. Um, it's okay to be yourself, and and a few of the other ones, which are, which are quite overtly about self identity and and comfortability within yeah. one's own skin. Yeah. But at the same time, you do um, fall back or back on or swing between the more traditional, you know, like animal songs and things like that, which are just yeah. great songs to have. They're also amazing songs to perform live. So you kind of got yeah. to have a bunch of those. But, That's right. But was it quite hard? Because obviously there was a sense in you that you wanted this album to be, not wanted to, but there, there was a strong desire to really make it about self-awareness and things like that. Did you find yourself having to remind yourself to go, okay, well, let's just ease up a little bit and have a song about diggers? Like, I mean, did you, or, or was it really just yeah. a very natural progression? You just kind of went, you know what, these are the songs I have and, hey, look, unbeknownst yeah. to me, there's a whole bunch about this and, oh, look, I've got a bunch about this. Yeah, basically, Benny, it's it's the latter. Like I had a, I had a collection of songs, and um, 
uh, that I and I just got them down to twelve that I really like because you know twelve is a good number. Then that's what Sting usually does for an album. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and he's an amazing I, bass, um, bass playing teacher. In, indeed, <laughs> indeed he is. <laughs> um, I, I just I had a collection of songs and when I put them together, uh, it was it was pretty organic. And um, and those of us who were working on the album suddenly realised, well, hang on, you know, there's a there's a really Strong and a really important theme here, and uh, and something that, that uh, Bruce Springsteen always says that uh, when you have a, a couple of songs for an album, uh, they will give you the clues uh, to what else you need for that album, and um, and uh, yeah, absolutely. So you know, like I had songs like Everybody's Different and uh, Find Your Feet, um, Hey Can You Dig It as well, but it, and It's Okay to Be Yourself. Mm. Um, and the theme, this theme was it was fairly organic, and it, it made itself pretty apparent. And you know, I did a little bit of soul searching about you know uh, what, where did these songs come from for me? And I suddenly realised that it's actually what what I want to communicate to children as a children's singer songwriter. I basically wanted to say to kids uh, what I needed to be said to me when I was that age. Gonna dig a hole that's big and round. Gonna dig a hole that's in the ground. Gonna dig a hole for something new Cause that's what diggers do Saying that then, if that, that like you, I mean, it sort of goes back to what I was trying to get at with that other question, which I kind of meandered off into a different path. I mean, do you, it yeah. is the message you want children to hear. I mean, are you finding children are hearing that? I mean, are, are you being approached by children who are saying, I've heard this in your music? Absolutely. And it's really, it's really special. And it, it, it really shows me that I'm, I'm actually on the right path, which is really lovely. Um, I did a festival uh, a few weeks ago and um, had some families come to see me, which is really lovely. Um, and uh, there was a particular little boy who uh, struggled from uh, shyness and a bit of anxiety. And after the show, his, his mother approached me and said, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for the song It's Okay to Be Yourself because that's a bit of a theme song in our house and that makes my little boy feel really good. And, um, you know, I, guess I get a little bit emotional when I talk about it because, you know, like it's, it's exactly why and it, uh, why I make children's music and exactly why I write the songs like this. Um, and it, I, like I said earlier, it shows me that, I'm, you know, I'm on the right path and, uh, that, you know, uh, I'm doing some good. something new that's what diggers do. I think there's a different type of validation that comes from a child than it comes from an adult too, isn't there? Because I think I yeah. think a ch- an adult will actually appreciate what's being yeah. said, irrespective of whether or not they like the music. You know what I mean? They'll they'll appreciate the notion behind it. Whereas children, as as everyone discusses in the children's music yeah. world, is they're brutally honest. And I mean, if, if they're not into Absolutely. it, they just simply will just <laughs> right. walk off and find the, you know, the thing that they do yeah. like. Um, it's, it's interesting yeah. about that, that about the idea that the child listens to that song at home and it just makes him feel good because there is a, there's a real element to this whole album um, and, and I kind of, it's quite funny because I, I even, um, in everybody's different, it, it yeah. you know, it actually feels like the theme of it is we're going to have a party, <laughs> you know, as yeah, opposed right. to yeah. be different. And and the whole album's just got this real vibe of, um, I don't know, it, it really has this big open air summer wallless cafe by the beach in South America kind yeah. of. Not that it's South American <laughs> yeah. music, but it's just a very, it is a real party 
kind of album. Yeah. It's very full and yeah, very big. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a celebration, you know, the album. And uh, when I uh, when I released it deliberately on uh, on the first day of spring uh, in 2019, yeah, okay. and uh, and it, it just had that, you know, it was it's a it's a fresh start. New things are happening. There's new life. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it certainly does have that vibe, you know. Like um, having some great musos uh, friends on the album too, like it really, really helped in that regard. Oh, absolutely! Everybody's different. That saxophone. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes, my good friend Paul Van Ross. He is a Melbourne jazz legend and uh, just just a really lovely guy. Um, and he had a great time. And he plays also plays a flute on um, on Find Your Feet. He plays all the sax um, on the album. Yeah. And uh, you know he, he he came into the album for a couple of just for a couple of hours. Sorry, coming in the studio for a couple of hours. And uh, he just he, goodness me, he just put the icing on the cake. Um, it was funny for the song The Chicken Walk. He says, "What do you want for this song?" And I said. Can you do chickens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you want? I don't have to explain this to you. I, I think a chicken yeah, yeah, And the jungle noises in the Funky Monkey, you know, um, and also Ali oh, Darcy. That is, that um, is just friend. hectic. That song. Like, it's oh, just, the, the Funky, funky yeah, Monkey. Yeah, absolutely. Just, and, and I yeah. just heard that and just felt like I was sitting at the back of a festival, and there was this stage over in the corner yeah. there that I went, oh, well, I've got to clearly got to go over there. And yeah, you know, I, I imagine like a, a, which actually leads me to a new question about this, about this, the size and and the scope of your sound. I mean, I, there's a lot of the stuff I hear, and and I think. Um, the funky chicken is a is a good example of sorry funky chicken or funky monkey I've just got the funky clear. monkey yeah funky monkey. the funky monkey and the chicken walk and the chicken walk of course how did, how did I get those confused very, very different very different <laughs> very different um, but but with funky monkey like I, I really saw a stage with like twenty players. You know, yeah. horn section, yeah. keyboards. There's a drummer yeah. with percussion. There's all this stuff yeah. going on. With yeah. a, with an album that's so big and so luscious with the arrangements and the and the depth to them. I mean, how do you how do you do that live? Not so much how do you get the sound live, but how do you personally walk up live, knowing that, oh, man, if I had 20 yeah. other people up here, there could just be a whole different level of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've played in, in so many bands, and I've played in, like, bands of all sizes. I, you know, I spent a bit of time playing in a, in a corporate band as a bass player, and that was a nine-piece band with a horn section. Um, and uh, just from a... <laughs> Uh, from a you know uh, logistical sense, you know it's it's just it's a nightmare to try and get those people to rehearse. Um, and so when I uh, when I was mix when I was mixing the album, I uh, I asked uh, the uh, Nico at the studio at Pughouse Studios to mix me a version of the album without the vocals, so I can basically just yeah. I can perform the entire album as backing tracks and some play some guitar over the top as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know that that works a treat. That way I've got my full ensemble, yeah. I've got my full mix, then my studio quality mix, and I can just perform to that. 
for, for bigger shows. But then at the same time, your music's very geared up for being solo as well. I mean, a lot of your stuff can yeah. be very interactive, stop, start, add another verse if you need totally. to add a verse. Do you find totally. are you are you do you find yourself a little restricted? Like the idea of having that that backing tape is really wonderful and big but at the same time it does remove that real beautiful ability to just respond to what's happening in front of you there in that second um potentially i think like when i put together a set list uh you know it, like i gauge my set list by the uh, the the venue i'm playing at mm. if it's a library i'll just do straight up acoustic which and mm. and all the songs are written on guitar so they all you know they you know, they um, translate to just solo acoustic guitar anyway, which is really nice. Um, but for like for a bigger festival, when I am using backing tracks, I may not use the tracks for all of the songs. Uh, so you know, like a song like the Funky Monkey, where I need to do the actions, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just the right length because I'm, I'm I'm stuffed by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, but something like It's Okay to Be Yourself, I mainly just do acoustic or um, yeah. even something like Five Little Sausages. I do do acoustic anyway. Mm. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm, I pick and choose which ones I really need the tracks for. But um, I tend to lean more towards playing them live anyway, really. <laughs> questions I actually have was who's your bass player but I'm guessing that's you yeah me amazing me. <laughs> amazing amazing bass player is it your are you playing guitar as well or does your brother come in and do uh stuff? yes no, no, that's that's all I play bass guitar and I play all the uh, all the guitars on, oh. on the album which is really nice and except for my, my friend Brett plays uh a 12 string on uh hey can you dig it okay um just just for a bit of colour, you know. But everything else is me, yeah. Um, and and when you talk about the studio, I mean, you, did you was this album created actually in a studio? Are you doing a lot of home recording and then taking the final product in to have bits layered, or how does it how yeah. does it work? Um, I do all my demos at home, yeah. uh, really, really basic. Um, and uh, and then I, I like to work in the, in the same studio, uh, Pug House Studios, here in Melbourne, uh, ran by the wonderful Nico Schuble. Um, he was just an incredible guy to work with. He's so gentle and he's so invested in his projects. Mm. And absolutely, this is a huge plug for Pugger Studios mm. in Melbourne. Yep. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> it's a shame and, this um, is audio, otherwise I'd be like flashing the... I know, I know. <laughs> the, that, the, the, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the, the catchphrase for the studio we use is, in Pug we trust. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, so I do all my demos at home, and um, and then uh, yeah, I send them to Nico, and uh, he has a look through them. And Nico, he, he's the drummer on the album, and um, and so we would go in for the first session, and uh, he's he is on the drums on one side of the glass, and I'm on the acoustic on the other side of the glass, and we put down all the drums and the acoustic pretty much in one session, and then I go back and just paint the colours in between with bass guitar, electric guitar, and some guests. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. 
Was it a pretty was it a pretty simple process? Because I guess I guess in those sort of circumstances, you are finding yourself on your own and not necessarily sharing. Because I mean, obviously, once you enter a studio, you are confined by time and money, which means a lot yeah. of the major decisions have already been made on your own in a solitary time at yeah, home yeah now being someone who's had such a career pre-existing career in bigger bands and and also not necessarily being the leader in those bands but also being a, yeah. a, a contributor was it was it a, was it hard for you to be so solitary or was it just a real joy to to let your own head go yeah, wandering it, it was a real release to be honest you know it was a really real release um because you know like the the, the buck stops at me and they're, they're my songs and even though i go into a room where i have an idea of how it will sound like i'm not at all overtly precious of how they turn out at the end because I, I love the idea of having someone like nico play the drums or paul play the sax and you know and just you know just add their own color to it and um it's a fairly organic process mm. um and, uh, but a lot of the fundamental ideas about how the song is, needs to sound, I've made before going into the studio. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, so it, it, a lot of the, the, the groundwork in that regard is, is ready. Not, not to say I'm not open to suggestion. Um, yeah, but there's a time but, restraint. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a very different thing when that... Like I, there is. Every, everyone's open to the suggestion, but when the suggestion takes an hour and a half... That's right. Yeah, and, no. and, you know, it takes an hour and a half, which equates to, you know, $300 to just get back to where That's you started. Right. You kind of just don't have that time or money to do that. Exactly. It's a very expensive conversation. And, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty efficient and quick in the studio, you know, as, as yeah. you would well understand. Time is totally. money. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. sort of didn't occur to me until I sort of got to funny faces and, and yeah. then all of a sudden this sort of goes back to you and the car and the older siblings and things which I said at the top I'm really glad that I kind of got this a bit right so I'm going to get a little yeah. bit deeper now um yeah yeah so I got to funny faces and, and all of a sudden I just had this thought I went, oh my goodness there's actually a lot of scar going on in this album and I'm kind of mean yeah. that old school scar like man yeah, yeah, yeah. specials yeah absolutely yep. that kind yep. of stuff I mean is that is that you picked it straight away. Amazing. <laughs> Excellent. On, on the, yeah, on the demo of Funny Faces, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you one day. On the, on the demo of Funny Faces, I actually attempted to sing like Suggs from Madness. <laughs> 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 you know? um, and a, a lot of that comes from um, I love uh, uh, really, really obscure, really early reggae. Um, in like mono recordings and I just love the rhythms and even like you know the mono quality sound of, of some of the instruments um, and also the police as well you know mm, like mm. learning to play learning to play instruments um, basically learning all the police is uh, uh, back catalogue but um, yeah you pick that straight away and I find a lot of people who are our age uh, also yeah. pick that as well yeah yeah because there was the other thing in Hey Can You Do It um, is you know, this is this new step, but it's kind of, it's still in this weird scar thing, but it's almost like you said at the start, it's almost this in Irish English folk pop sound from the 80s. You yeah. Know? It's like that yeah, yeah, 10,000 yeah. Maniacs, Billy Bragg, like it's almost that kind of mixture of, 
Absolutely. that kind of era, which which is really beautiful, and I think that's what's really lovely about being our age and being parents is is, is watching yeah. artists do this for our children, and you know, it's there's a difference yep. between liking liking something and then being attached to something that for nostalgic reasons. I think. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a difference between like, and then there's a difference between feeling affectionate towards something, you know. And I and I think um, that's yeah. right. And there was definitely moments that I've I've heard in your album that I was just like going, oh my god, that really kind of yeah, that kind of hits me where I wasn't quite ready for that. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, it, great. It is, it is an <laughs> album. It's an album of really beautiful thought. Um, like when it's yeah. raining is a is a great example. It is it is a, it's a yeah. very different song. But when you listen beyond the vocals and the lyrics, I, I think like all your songs, if you sort of get, which is a mistake I think people often make when they're listening to children's music, is they just sort of yeah. they dip in far enough to listen to the words and the melody, yeah. and often the words yeah. and melody are really just very. Not simplistic, but they're simple because they are speaking to children and they have a child's sensibility. But then it's often when you get beyond those, you become yeah. swept. If you bother getting beyond that, you can find yourself very enamoured by what's happening underneath. And I think your album yeah. is a very good example of these. What, what struck me about it, it's probably my longest question, um, what struck yeah, me the sure. most about the album was on the surface because it's very similar, you have a very similar approach to me. Well, same sensibility that I could hear this. Okay, there's a, there's an element that these can be performed live with the guitar if I need to, and I can do it, and yeah, the song won't right. change. It'll be exactly yeah. how the children remember it and know it, yeah. but then given the chance to record it enables me to really go to town with it, but where am I going to go to town with it? I'm not going to town with it on the thing that I know the children know and love. I'm going yeah. to create the depth um yep. which exists really heavily in this album of yours is is this i mean is this a balance of what you do musically or is this a or is this an element of you kind of because it's very respectful it's an incredibly respectful way to yeah. approach a children's album i, mean, I, I guess yeah, the question if there is a question what yeah. what what angle were you coming at with this with the depth of, of the music because you could have just rested on the you know the the very simple presentation of most I could of the have stuff. yeah I, I could have I could have just gone all silly you know um mm. and uh you know with, and I, I, I really enjoy silly anyone that's seen seen my live shows know how much I love silly mm. um but um I think it's uh yeah you're right I think the, the key for me with this album was approaching it with um was uh, a high level of respect and uh you know and and I think, you know, respect for my audience, you know, like uh, one thing I will always say to people is that kids are not stupid, mm. you know, um, and there's more going on inside a child's mind than we could ever imagine, mm. ever imagine. And so, um, and, you know, whenever I perform to children, I, I approach them um, with the utmost respect, not just like, oh, well, they're kids, this will do. No, not at all. Mm. They're kids. And if you don't get it right, you know, as we said earlier, you've got half a song to show them that you actually respect them. And the kids will know if you're not legit and they'll turn around yeah. and walk away. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think, yeah, I think depth from the album is respect for my, my target audience, which is not just children, but also parents. It's, mm. it's really, someone described it, it's actually a family album, which yeah. is really lovely. I love that. Um, and, um, and so with respect for your audience as a starting point, then you have no other option than to approach each, each song as an individual respectfully and, um, you know, and do justice to that song. 
definitely hear it. I mean, I think that one of the first things that stood out to me on the whole thing was just like there's just there's a real depth, there's a real there's 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 yeah. a lot of digging to be had beneath the surface of, of all these songs. And I think it was quite interesting that you talk about it was all sort of done in one big hit because I, because one thing that really struck me as well is I, I went from the from the first song to the last and genuinely yeah. almost felt like I was listening to a, a, a musical progression that had happened over a decade. Like I felt I felt like every song was getting yeah. a bit more sophisticated. And in summer all those leaves are swaying to music you'll take someone's first album and then you'll listen to their seventh yep. if they manage to get that far and yep. <laughs> you can get to the seventh and go wow they've really learned you know the first album's usually reasonably predictable and then they start going actually yep. i don't need to be that i can be this and then by the seventh album you're yep. going oh my god you've brought out an avant-garde thing because you know you know you now know how to do it for children yep. you know you'd learn and i really got that in the album like you know and you saying my, one of my questions was did you mainly mainly do it at home because it felt like an album that had stretched over a really long period of time because you know your first song it's not, yeah. that, not that the songwriting had changed but your approach to what you were putting in them was different towards the end and there yeah. was a really beautiful growth over that period yeah lovely yeah thanks Benny I, yeah I think some of the albums are actually quite old to be honest like for example everybody's different I've had floating around different demos and I've been playing mm. around playgroups you know, like for the last few years. The, the, the song is probably, if I think about it, is probably close to 10 years old, that song. Yeah, right. Um, just, just sitting in the back of a book, you know. Mm. Uh, the same as something, uh, let's see, same as, um, uh, yeah, Let's See the Animals and, you know, and Funny Faces also. They're actually quite old, those songs. Um, yeah, but right. they made the list just, you know, because they're so good and it was just time to give them to give them a go. And, uh, you know, the result was really nice. It's lovely. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's really, yeah, as a real, as a real, you know, normally, yeah, as I said, you normally need to go through several albums to watch that growth. It was, it was really quite nice yeah. to do it in 12 songs. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, gearing, I'm gearing up for number two, by I, the way. I, I know, I must say, that was one of my questions. I did know how to get there politely, but yeah. at some point I was going to yeah. go, now, Damo. <laughs> It's been a yeah. good two years. Half <laughs> your has. half your audience are now teenagers and driving, so you need to get yeah. get the new audience. <laughs> Do you know what's um, funny, Betty? I, I was I was at a friend's birthday party on the weekend, and, uh, and all the kids there loved my music, which usually last nice. But I had uh, this guy approach me. He goes, "Hey, Damo, my kids love your song." I said, "Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks very much." And he goes, uh, "Dramatic pause." You got any uh, new songs coming? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, the answer is yes. I am uh, just finalising my song list, and I'm gear. I'm gearing up to get back in the studio uh, in a few weeks, which I'm really excited. Oh, about. Amazing. That's great. Now, yeah. I mean, well, let's talk about the, the next thing because because sort of within that, there's there's the YouTube page, um, and one yeah. thing that stood out to me on the YouTube page is when the world went inside. So. You've got yeah. you've got a version of reading that book, and then you've obviously got the song to the same, yeah, to the same. I guess it's not the same words from the book, but it's the same concept. Yeah, is that correct? Just the, the same, yeah, yeah, the same, absolutely. I, yeah. I was assuming yeah. that would just be too high a price to be able to use the same words. Um, 
it was really fascinating because the thing I heard about that straight away is it was just a much more popular song for you, like that little clip yeah. that you do of it. I was just like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a real progression to bed compared to what I've heard. You've you've yeah. you've skirted away a little bit from the from the Irish scar upbringing, and you've sort of morphed a little bit into your sort of eighties. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, um, you know, sort of poppy sort of world. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that is, any reason, or is that just the way the song grabbed you? I mean, are you thinking that hard about it, or am I thinking too hard about it? No, no, I am. I actually am thinking. We're both thinking quite hard about it, which is really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I mean, I, lo- I love. I, you know, as much as I love, you know, rock and roll, I love uh, pop, eighties pop music in mm. particular. Um, and uh, one of my all-time favorite groups, um, which takes people by surprise, um, I love the Pet Shop Boys, and oh, I yeah. think, uh, and I think uh, Neil and Chris, as as pop songwriters and arrangers, you know, they mm. they are nigh on unbeatable, and uh, and um, just you know, just reading through the book when the world went inside, and it it just lends itself to this really lovely melody, like the shape of the words. and um, you know, I just you know, I just got thinking about it, like, you know, well, you know. How would Neil and Chris write this? Um, you know, what you know, if 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 someone wants to write music for a kids book, like who would be really cool to write music for a kids book? And mm. I think it'd be great to hear a children's uh, a children's album from the Pet Shop Boys. I think that'd be really cool. That would be, <laughs> and, that yeah, would be amazing. <laughs> would, would it be amazing? Um, and so uh, you know, and, and with my love of like yeah, 80s pop, like you know, the Pet Shop Boys and mm. uh, New Order. And um, yeah, guys like that. That just, for some reason, it just lent itself to that feel, mm. and so that's what I went for. You know, it was really fun to write that. So will that be because because there's a couple of things about that. I mean, the first thing is it goes back to that theme that you're trying to keep children calm and empower them in a situation that they may feel powerless again. So you're yeah. you're addressing that idea that yeah, there's big stuff going on. It's confusing. So it goes back yeah. to the idea of sense of self. Um, but then of course you have this new musical element. I mean, are we is it is it going to be I mean, is it? I know it's a bit too early to tell, but I mean, is are, are they still those? Because because then of course you've got your dinosaur track that you've that's up on YouTube as well, which yeah you know, does again fall back into those more traditional kind of children esque themes. I yeah. mean, are you emotionally are you walking down the same path as the first one? Will it be a combination of okay, this works great live, but I also think this is something really important for children to hear, or are you? Yeah. Or, or where are you headed with the second album? It's it's definitely a combination. Um, you know, like I on this album, I, I feel like I, I need more action songs. I want kids to do like kids do a lot in in a, in a demo show. Um, yeah. But I'm gonna there will definitely be more action songs because I want kids to do even more <laughs> for yeah, this, sure. this next album. You know, I'm certainly not static on stage, yeah. and um, you know, it, I think it, it's a Bruce Springsteen thing. I'm not playing to you. We're, we're all going on this concert together, which yeah. is really lovely. Yeah. Um, and but also on the flip side of that, like emotionally, um, you know, and philosophically as well, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I, I keep bringing it back to what do I want to say to children and thinking about also, you know, what do I wish was said to me when I was their age? What would, what would make me feel feel safe in the world? Um, mm. And that's what I always bring it back to. What do I want to say to kids? Um, and I think that's an important question for any uh, children's songwriter or performer mm. is like, what do you actually want to say? You know, what, what do you want to say? Do you feel, do you feel you're saying what you wanted, what you'd, what you would have liked to have heard? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, as, you know, I was. I was a very anxious child, mm. <laughs> very anxious. You know, on you know, on the smaller side, uh, I wasn't good at sport. I was, you know, just kind of, I was kind of more being myself, playing make believe in the back of the garden uh, to quote a Patch Up Boy song. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, well, you, you also um, sort of quoted your own self there, like no, some some people are sporty and you know some aren't. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So all, all I needed as, as an as an anxious kid was for someone to say, hey. You know what you're doing. It's okay. It's okay to be yourself. But uh, you, you know, it's it's hard to find that. You know, uh, for kids, which is you know, which is why I've made it my mission. It's my goal just to say to kids, it's okay to be a kid. You're yeah. five years old. Just yeah. enjoy being a kid. Yeah. And just be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. You don't have to be like anybody else It's okay to be yourself It's okay to be sporty It's okay to dance and sing It's okay to read a book and drift away It's okay if that's your thing It's okay just be yourself, but then at the same time, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I guess I guess that's the thing, isn't it? We often shy away from anything too emotional because we think it's too complex. Yet, I yeah. guess it's never as complex as potentially the negative words that we might say or the words that are yeah. disempowering a child. You know, we we don't yeah. we don't give them much thought, but they're just as complex emotions. They just seem to be easier to be said. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Damo, it's it's a really great album, and I was really really grateful to be able to sit down and have a listen to it. And and I do sort of mean what I said. It's it's just very. Um, yeah. There's a lot of it's very deep, and I I, I don't necessarily mean philosophically. I just mean it's a really it's a very deep expansive album that's very easy to kind yep. of wade through you know i think it's a bit yeah it's a bit of an emotional uh, musical pool you know and it's easy to just kind of uh, submerge yourself in it and let it just sort of get dragged about which is a real treat i think it's a and i, yeah, I thanks, can Benny. imagine really yeah and i can imagine it's a real treat for for children as well i unfortunately have yeah. not one been one for many many decades <laughs> but I can imagine that children get much into it. Um, and, and I guess with that then, you know, we're all really excited about what's coming next because it kind of feels yeah. it feels like we're just sort of scratching on the surface of who Damo's going to be and the things that you're going to bring. Um, yeah. One last question. You've got the album. It's almost in the cans, almost, or in the can. It's almost there. We're just about to start. Um Anything else on the radar? You love books. Are you are you going to do a book? Are you you know we live in a world uh, where there's a, an overwhelming amount of diverse content from everyone. Yeah. Are yeah. you just going to sit with music for the bit? Uh, at this stage, my you know music is is my main game, uh, and you know but I'm, I'm re- I am really passionate about books. I do. A, I'm an ambassador for uh, an organisation called Reading Out of Poverty. 
and um, and reading out of poverty uh, are working really hard at getting books mm. out to disadvantaged families across Victoria. And they're doing a great job. Um, so I'm passionate about reading, especially reading with kids and encouraging families to read. Um, and there's so many great books out there, like for example, you know, like Charlie Golding's book When the World Went mm. Inside, and um, you know, Chrissy Davies' book as well, Love Your Brain. Um, and um, there's some so much great content out there for kids. And I think for me, um, I just need to focus on what I do best, which is music. Mm. And um, you know, and also like I enjoy reading books. <laughs> I might yeah. write, write one one day, who knows? But uh, <laughs> you know, but um, you know, full steam ahead for the next album. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Um, well, we look forward to it uh, in bated breath, my friend, and thank you so much for taking the time out to give us a little bit of an insight. And it's always just a small insight. Yeah. We never get, we're never able to get as deeply as we'd all like to get, but we've got yeah. a pretty good insight into what makes you, at least the process and what makes you think as you, you go into this, this zone that is really ultimately yeah. to create something for somebody else, which is a That's right. really nice zone to be in. So thanks for taking the time today, Damo. And, Benny, uh, thank you so much for having me. Yep, yeah, my pleasure. Um, all right, take care. No worries. Just keep finding your feet. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to know more about Damo and his work, then head along to www.damomusicforkids.com.au. And, of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking Damo questions. 